Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, delighted to have you happening now. The House is back in session. The Democrats are nominating again Hakeem Jeffries, uh, Tom Cole of Oklahoma nominating Jim Jordan. That was kind of a surprise because Cole was one of the people who opposed him yesterday. Now, the thinking is that Jordan's going to lose more votes today. We will see. My understanding is that there are at least six Republicans who have said, absolutely not. I will never, ever, never, 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 ever vote for Jim Jordan because it would reward Matt Gates. We will see. Uh, I'll keep the vote live and keep you posted. But we've got to begin with the mysterious case of the hospital that didn't actually blow up. I want to play for you now. Uh, This is uh, Sarah uh, Sidner on CNN. She's with Tal Heinrich, who is the spokeswoman for the Israeli prime minister. Listen to this One last thing. I have to ask you about the hospital. There have been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of confusion. We cannot obviously verify it ourselves. Israel has come out with some information saying, look, we have proof. But you did have someone who is a reservist uh, who went online. He's also an influencer. He went online and he made these statements that basically Israel had bombed this hospital because there were, as he put it, Hamas terrorists inside. He then took that down. That went all over the world. Is he right? Is that true? And how do you prove otherwise? So I'm not personally familiar with this specific reservist and and, and the comment that he made and what he posted, what he took down. But um, first, um, there is an abundance of evidence that Israel was not behind that strike, that it was a missile that fell short inside the Gaza Strip. The U.S. president just confirmed that based on the evidence that we have shown him. Uh, And also there is an abundance of of other evidence, including videos and and, and this um, phone call between Hamas militants that was intercepted in which they basically admit that it wasn't wasn't us. Um, So there's no doubt about that. But it is very concerning uh, that there is some, you know, disinformation out there. And we have to be very, very accurate when we address such issues because it, it, it can cost lives. Yeah. Not only did it cause violence, it's called riot, caused riots around the world. Here is Joe Biden speaking to Benjamin Netanyahu about the issue. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there who are not sure. The world's looking. We, uh, Israel has a value set like the United States does in other democracies. And, uh, and they're looking to see what we're going to do. Now, I want to play for you. Uh, his, his last name is Sanchez. He's a reporter from MSNBC. Listen to this. We should also say that the Israeli military at this point 
is not providing any evidence to back up its claims that this was a Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket. They are citing intelligence that they have not yet made public. We should also say that this kind of death toll is not what you normally associate with Palestinian rockets. These rockets are dangerous. They are deadly. They do not tend to kill hundreds of people. And this is the IDF spokesman talking to Anderson Cooper last night. Was the IDF conducting any airstrikes or artillery fire in that area in Gaza City around the time of the explosion? And were any rockets coming from Gaza City? Rockets were coming from Gaza City, and we released that to the media. Basically a print screen of our rocket radar, where there's a red dot where the rockets were fired from, and we can see the direction of the rockets that were fired, which go straight from where they were fired from, above the hospital, and then towards Israel. Many of the rockets continued into Israel and were intercepted by the Iron Dome, and one of those rockets misfired, exploded, and then landed close to the hospital in that area of the parking area of the hospital. And uh, we, so we have, as I said, many sources of information. We don't base our, uh, our claims on one source. And as I said before, this isn't just me thinking or saying. This has been approved by the highest levels in the IDF. We stand behind it and we will release the information so that everybody can see for themselves. Um, I am happy to be held to those standards. And I only wish uh, the other side, and I'm not necessarily criticizing CNN, but I, am, I only wish other media would hold uh, the other side, Hamas, a party to a conflict, to the same uh, professional standards of scrutiny and not automatically say, uh, report that this was an Israeli strike on a hospital. Amen and amen. By the way, breaking news, President of the United States has just lifted off Air Force One, just taking off from uh, Ben Gurion International Airport in Tel Aviv. Uh, headed back, all of his uh, consultations with other leaders in that part of the world canceled after this hospital strike. It turns out not to be true. There is a valuable lesson every single one of us needs to learn today, and that is if you want to spread misinformation and disinformation, do not be a COVID skeptic, do not be Donald Trump, do not be a Republican, be a Jew-killing terrorist, and MSNBC and the New York Times will treat you as gospel truth out of the gate. Let me review for you what happened, because some of your local newscasts on your local stations probably picked it up as well, that Israel allegedly uh, hit the Baptist hospital in Gaza, killing 500 people. Now, you should know that the Palestinian health ministry that issued that statement is Hamas. Hamas controls the Palestinian health ministry. And you should understand for perspective that Israel right now cannot confirm the number of hostages Hamas has, but Hamas within 15 minutes was able to say, oh, 500 people died. It's really remarkable that Hamas will come out and say Israel just killed 249,000 and three-tenths of people, and the media rushes out, sight unseen, no questions asked, and parrots Hamas. But when Israel comes out and says something, you got this Sanchez idiot on MSNBC saying, well, we have to be careful. The Jews lie. That's essentially his point. What about Hamas? Our American media 
has been obsessed and censorious about disinformation and misinformation, but the moment Hamas says anything, they rush out as if it's the gospel truth. The New York Times on its front page this morning showed the rubble of the hospital in Gaza. There's just one problem. It wasn't the hospital in Gaza. Video has now come out of the hospital in Gaza. The rocket exploded in the parking lot. By the way, Hamas was storing other munitions in that parking lot. And even all the munitions in the rocket didn't blow up the building. It shattered some windshields and cars. Notice what the MSNBC reporter did. What the MSNBC reporter said is it's hard to believe that this was a Hamas rocket because normally those Hamas rockets aren't powerful enough to kill the 500 people Hamas says died. Well, it turns out there were not 500 dead people at the hospital in Gaza. In fact, it's questionable whether there were any dead people at the hospital in Gaza, and yet that reporter wanted to cast doubts on Israel. It is remarkable how MSNBC is a propaganda tool for Hamas. It is remarkable how so much of the American media that is so careful in fact-checking Donald Trump, not even wanting Donald Trump to be aired live on television because of his supposed lies, will rush out any news spoon-fed to them by a terrorist organization called Hamas. Shame on them. Rashida Tlaib waited Days on end, days she waited before saying anything about the terror attack on Israel. When she did, she did a both sides, oh, we don't want Palestinians to die, Israel needs to be careful, we, we, we don't want poor Israelis to die. She said nothing of the already dead. She's now rushed out to condemn Israel bombing this hospital. She's left her tweet up. She won't take it down. It's now been thoroughly debunked. I want you to think about all of the media that you've heard, all the news reports you've heard about Israel bombing this hospital. And I want you to understand it's not true. I want you to think of all the media outlets where you heard Israel bombed the hospital, treating it not as, as Hamas says, or the Palestinian health ministry says, but as it happened. And I do want you to think about all of the media outlets where you heard the Palestinian or the Gaza health ministry claimed and understand that if they didn't say it's operated by Hamas, they're part of the problem. I have no claim to absolute truth. I sometimes get it wrong. I work hard here to correct it when I get it wrong because I want to establish some credibility with you. If I get it wrong, I try to correct myself. Now, sometimes some of you think I'm wrong and want me to correct, and I'm not wrong. I want you to think about all the media outlets that have lectured us on misinformation and disinformation. And I want you to understand what's going on here. The media has rushed very hard to try to do a both sides claim here. They, they don't want to be perceived as taking Israel's side. So they tried very hard to both sides it. 
they tried very hard to make it look like they're even-handed, but in so doing, Hamas has taken advantage of that to amplify a claim that caused people to march on the American embassy in Lebanon and set it on fire. Noah Rothman writing in National Review, this was a deliberate effort by members of the press, the commanding heights of international journalism, to establish the moral equivalency between Israel and Hamas they appear to need. The psychology that produces acts of unscrupulous malpractice like these is for others to judge. What can be said without hesitation is that it won't be the first of its kind. Israel's just war of regime change in the Gaza Strip has not yet even begun, and already we're privy to libel and slander. There has been and will be more episodes of tragic violence that typify all wars of the sort, but it would be foolish now to assume the media outlets reporting on this conflict are engaged in a dispassionate effort to chronicle events. Rather, they seek to shape events. In the process, they appear invested in undermining not only Israel's geostrategic position, but America's as well. It was the reporting of this event by American and international reporters that caused this summit Joe Biden worked hard over the past 72 hours to arrange to collapse. He was going to meet with the leaders of Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Jordan. They all bailed on him after the hospital because they all believed the propaganda from Hamas willfully. Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, they used Western press reports to inflame sensibilities. It was Western media outlets that have spent years lecturing us on Republican truth-telling and Donald Trump who rushed to tell the lie, who rushed to disrupt the situation with this, this conference, who sent people storming the American embassies in several countries. And it wasn't true. The media that lectures us on disinformation and misinformation fell for it. Even now, the disinformation, misinformation reporter at NBC News, Ben Collins, is out there doubling down on this. But people died. But people died. Really? Have we seen the bodies? We've seen the Israeli dead, and people online don't even believe them. We don't see any dead here, and people believe it. It's remarkable how uh, when the Israeli dead are shown on video and in, and in photographs, people are like, I don't know that that's real. The very same damn people when Hamas says 500 people died in Gaza without seeing any footage, any bodies, they're like, well, of course, 500 people died. The Jews did it. It's remarkable how the people who will not believe their own eyes when it's Israeli dead are willing to believe nothing but propaganda when it comes to Hamas. That tells you everything you need to know about where so many people stand in this. The people who say they haven't picked a side, they've picked a side. The people who've stood with Hamas, they're on the same side. And that side is what we call evil. And the American press corps, by doing what Satan did in the Garden of Eden and in the wilderness to Christ, did God really say they're collaborators with that evil? Live audio of the House of Representatives voting for Speaker of the House. Tony Gonzalez. Scalise. And Jim Jordan is finished. Uh, Tony Gonzalez just voting for Steve Scalise. There are now thus far 11. Uh, We're only in the G's, and there are 11 votes from the Republican side against Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan cannot become Speaker of the House. He could only lose four votes. He's lost 11. Uh, There are a lot of projections he may lose more today than he lost yesterday. It was 20 yesterday. It could be more 
today. We will keep an eye on the situation, uh, and I will get into in a little bit uh, what the Republicans might be able to do to get around this. One more piece of audio from the president uh, in Israel. This will be a different kind of war because Hamas is a different kind of enemy. While Israel seeks to minimize civilian casualties, I guess I should say that's Benjamin Netanyahu speaking first. Hamas seeks to maximize civilian casualties. Hamas wants to kill as many Israelis as possible and has no regard whatsoever to Palestinian lives. They're committed evils and um, atrocities that um, make ISIS look uh, somewhat more rational. They've committed atrocities that make even ISIS look more rational. And the United States of America became the first nation to recognize Israel. We've stood by your side ever since. We're going to stand by your side now. My administration was in close touch with your leadership from the first moments of this attack. We're going to make sure we have what you have what you need to protect your people, to defend your nation. For decades, we've ensured Israel's qualitative military edge. And later this week, I'm going to ask the United States Congress for unprecedented support package for Israel's defense. We're going to keep Iron Dome fully supplied so we can continue standing sentinel over Israeli skies, saving Israeli lives. We've moved U.S. military assets to the region, including positioning the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group. Good for the president uh, for that. Uh, Now you just need a Speaker of the House to get it all funded. Well, Americans for Prosperity is trying to make sense of what's going on in Washington along with the rest of us. And in the meantime, they're trying to explain why Bidenomics is so bad for the country. They're on a nationwide bus tour. They're going to highlight small businesses around the country, the price of gas, the price of groceries, and explain to people how it's all tied into President Biden's economic policies and how we can fix them, how we can reignite the American dream. They want you on their side. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today and sign up with them, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You sign up to be a partner and collaborator with Americans for Prosperity. They teach you how to be a more effective conservative activist to make a greater persuasive case to uh, your neighbors, to your local government, to your state government on how to deregulate, how to make it easier on small businesses to thrive, and how to move forward through this economic malaise that we're in thanks to Joe Biden. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. Sign up. There are over 4 million activists already signed up. They want you to be a better conservative activist. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Larson of Connecticut. This is live sound from the floor of the House of Representatives where Jim Jordan Jordan. has lost a second vote. Turner. Jordan. Lawler. McCarthy. That's Mike Lawler from Long Island, New York, uh, opposed to Jordan. We're now at 17 no's for Jordan. We're in the L's. Um, it, Lee of got, California. Uh, 20 votes against him from the Republicans yesterday. Uh, we're now at 17, and we're not out of the L's. It looks like Jordan may lose more votes today than he did yesterday. We'll get into this here at the top of the hour. Let, let's let this vote play out a little more with the roll call vote before we get there. But Jordan will not be. Speaker of the House on this vote, and if you subscribe to my daily email, I had some thoughts in there this morning that I want to be a little more, flesh out a little more today on the program. 
If you want to subscribe to the email, if you text DATA, D-A-T-A, to 33777, text DATA to 33777, as soon as you back link, you can subscribe and get a discount as well, like 15% off, um, and it's worth it, keeps you up to date, particularly the, the show prep email. I send you the email out just as the show starts, so you get all the information and all the links to the stuff I'm talking about. I never want to put you in the position of having to believe anything I say. I want to give you the links. You can read the stuff for yourself. I'm not, I am not um, perfect, uh, sometimes make mistakes, want you to get all the information yourself. However, I do try to correct myself. Now, I want to talk about a particular issue. Axios is a new site in Washington that started out uh, kind of nuts and bolts, here are the bullets, an Axios formatted news where everything is a little blurb, easy to digest for the people with a short attention span. It very quickly moved to the left, very quickly moved to the left. It started running a bunch of climate change uh, fear scenarios and fear porn. It started using pregnant people instead of pregnant women. It started using the phrase unhoused instead of homeless. Started painting very sympathetic portraits of trans athletes taking prizes from women. And now there's this today, an Axios explainer. Let me read you the tweet that goes with it before I dive into it. And, and I got to give a tip of the hat to Bill Malugan at Fox News who saw this and called BS on it, saying these reporters have clearly not been to the border. Here's the tweet from the left-leaning Axios. By using the term open border, conservatives are suggesting that anyone can get into the U.S. without much hassle. But the reality is the southern border is more fortified than it's ever been. Axios explains the myth of the U.S.-Mexico open border. Now let's focus first on the second sentence of the tweet before we get into the actual story. The reality is the southern border is more fortified than it's ever been. Let me go back to this data. How long is the U.S.-Mexico border? 1,954 miles. So let's go back to the second second. If the reality is the southern border is more fortified than it's ever been. So it's 1,954 miles, plus or minus a few miles. If you add five more inches of border wall, five more inches, the southern border is more fortified than it's ever been. But will those five inches really stop anything? Russell Contreras of Axios Latino. Using the term open border, conservatives, including Jim Jordan, who's seeking the speaker role, are suggesting anyone can get into the U.S. without much hassle. Since 1992, the U.S. has quadrupled the number of border agents from less than 5,000 to nearly 20,000. Barriers, walls, and fences have been erected along portions of the 1,951 mile. They go 51. Some people go 54. U.S.-Mexico border. The Border Patrol regularly breaks border arrest records highlighting the difficulty of entering the country illegally. More recently, Biden decided to add border wall to South Texas. Lines at ports of entry have gotten longer because of new requirements to enter the United States. Wait, 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 wait. So the Border Patrol breaks border arrest records, highlighting the difficulty of getting into the country illegally. Now, wait just a damn minute. How is the Border Patrol arresting people at a record rate if those people aren't inside the United States? 
By Axios's own admission, it must be pretty freaking easy to get into this country if the Border Patrol is having arrest records, border arrest records. Now, they may be detaining more people because they have more resources to do it and they have more manpower to do it, but there are still a lot of people who get away. Here's what's going on here. The Biden administration needs some cover. Joe Biden does worse on the border issue than any other issue out there. Only 24% of Americans believe that Joe Biden is doing a good job securing the American border. Only 24%, which is remarkable that it's, it's that high. So 24% of Americans, by the way, a majority of Democrats as well as Republicans and independents, um, they are opposed to Joe Biden's handling of the border. So he gets a left-wing reporter from Axios, a race and justice reporter, which should tell you everything you need to know, a uh, president of Unity, the journalist for diversity, I mean, listen to this. This guy was the the president of this group that advocates fair and accurate coverage about diversity, especially race, nationality, ethnicity, gender identification, sexual orientation, aggressively challenges the industry to staff its organizations at all levels to reflect the country's diversity. Um, This guy is clearly a progressive. And he writes that the Border Patrol has a record number of arrests, which means these people crossed the border. And Axios wants to downplay it. They want to downplay it because it hurts Joe Biden. They want to downplay it because they want to minimize the blowback to Democrats' open borders policies. Here's the reality. A large number of people are crossing the border illegally. Massive numbers are overwhelming resources in this country. And what happens when they're arrested by the Border Patrol? They're spread out across the country. Cities like Chicago and New York are overwhelmed. If the border was closed, this guy doesn't want to answer this question, Russell Contreras. Russell Contreras doesn't want to answer the question. If the border is is closed, how is it that New York and Chicago are overwhelmed with illegal aliens all of a sudden? If your answer is that because Texas is busing them there, you, you miss the point. How are there so many for Texas to bust there if the border is supposedly closed? This is remarkably disingenuous. Remarkably disingenuous. But there's a larger issue at stake here, and it's one I'm beating the drum about, and you need to know. Uh, there's an organized effort, by the way. There's an organized effort on the left to have me labeled a conspiracy theorist for pointing this out. In fact, some of my advertisers have been approached to cancel advertising on my program because of this, what I'm about to say, 
which they say is hysterical conspiracy theory nonsense. It is possible people who mean us harm have sneaked across the border. It is possible that people who mean us harm have sneaked across the border. Two Iranians and Lebanese have all been stopped. Those are the ones we know about. What about the ones we don't know about? What about the people we haven't detected? What about the gotaways? We know there are about a half million gotaways in the last year. What are the gotaways? Those are the people that the Border Patrol knows they didn't catch. They came into the country and they didn't catch them. And there's a record number. Russell Contreras, did you know as much as there's a record number of arrests, there's a record number of gotaways? Now, those are the ones we know we didn't catch. What about the ones we don't know we didn't catch? Hmm? If it's possible that there are those we didn't catch and we know we didn't catch them, surely there are those we don't even know about who got into the country. Hmm, funny how that works. And by the way, there's been an increase in border crossings on the northern border, which is completely unsecured. The United States-Canadian border is the largest unprotected border in the world. Let me say that again for you. The American border with Canada is the largest unprotected border on planet Earth. There is no military or police presence on most of that border. People can walk into the United States from Canada. There's no border wall. There's no border patrol. There's nothing. Because why would Canadians ever want to come into the United States? And if they did, we'd welcome them because they came to their sense and got out of the frozen wasteland. But now there are people flying into Canada and walking across the border. We focus on the southern border. We don't focus on the northern border. But the southern border is a national security issue. It's really kind of funny to me that Axios decided to do this spin about the southern border right as this war breaks out in Israel. And it comes a day after a day after the United States government confirms Two terrorists from Iran were caught at the southern border. How many weren't caught? We don't know. Russell Contreras has no idea. Russell Contreras doesn't want to know. Russell Contreras wants you to believe that the border is perfectly safe and closed. This is spin. It is partisan spin by a progressive operation. I hope, I pray that we are not subject to a terrorist attack from people who came across the border. I hope and I pray that that doesn't happen. But I'm also not sure it won't happen, given the situation, given what we've seen, given what we've, we've heard, given the reports. How do we know there aren't sleeper cells here? This isn't conspiracy territory. Kevin McCarthy himself has been raising this issue. Members of the military have been raising this issue. Members of the Border Patrol have been raising this issue. It's not just me, some wild conspiracy theorist in Georgia, talking to you on the radio. It's leaders in this country are concerned about it, and the Democrats cannot get themselves convinced they got to secure the border because they want immigration reform and they want to tie the two together. Who cares about terrorists coming across the border? They're hoping they can get votes out of it from illegal aliens. 
It's all about preservation of power for them. You should all be disturbed by that. You should also be disturbed what's going on in the economy. You know, the S&P 500, the worst performing stocks now are consumer-oriented stocks. I mean, foods, grocery stores, things like that, that. That's a warning sign for the economy. Regional banks, 10 of them have had their credit downgraded. Uh, there are warning signs in the economy. And there's also this wild secret war on cash where the government and corporations are collaborating to try to get you to not use cash. Swiss America wants to educate you on how you can protect your hard-earned assets. You can read their report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free. You call or text 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. The war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading. Read The Secret War on Cash. It's free to you guys. All you do, mention my name, Eric Erickson. You call or text 800-289-2646. 800 800- 289-2646. Call or text Eric Erickson. That's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. So go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Get the secret war on cash report or call them or text them my name, Eric Erickson, to 800-289-2646. Message and data rates will apply. Before I press the button to go to break, there's breaking news. Jim Jordan now has 21 votes against him from the Republican side. That's more than he had yesterday. His path to the speakership has just ended. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you're a business and you're looking to grow and banks are giving you the runaround, well, First Liberty might be able to help you. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. The phone number here, 877-973-7425. Watching this vote for Jim Jordan on the floor of the House, 22 no votes so far. That's more than he got yesterday, sending a signal for him to drop out whether or not he does. We will see, but it looks like he will not be Speaker of the House. Now, I got to give credit to Abby Phillips. I was supposed to be on her show last night. And it got canceled because she got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on and wanted to interview her. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, listen to some of this. As all of this kind of kicked off, you and several other of your colleagues uh, released a statement calling on a, for a ceasefire uh, in the region. But I wonder, what is Israel supposed to do about Hamas after they murdered, brutalized, mm-hmm. abducted over a thousand of their citizens? Are they supposed to just do nothing? Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. But and if I, think I may, it, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack. Mm-hmm. And Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that? I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense, if the blockade on water, food, electricity, if the dropping of white phosphorus, uh, which is an indiscriminate weapon, 
qualifies. So I do believe that there's a discussion to be had here. I don't believe but, that an either or approach is what is necessary, but we should identify what our goal is, which is the cooling of tensions in the well, region. Israel's goal is to rid the region of Hamas. They've been very clear about that. Mm -hmm. And I, I certainly take what you're saying about the condition of Gaza right now for civilians who, as you point out, are not synonymous with Hamas. But for Israel to deal with Hamas, which uh, is a force that is actually detrimental to Palestinians. Absolutely. How else are they supposed to address a violent militant, mm -hmm. some say terrorist group, mm -hmm. other than to go in there right. and, and take them on directly? Well, you know, when we talk about going in there, I think we should also keep in mind President Biden's statements uh, as well about what a... <laughs> she has no answer. Good for Abby Phillips. Good for Abby Phillips on CNN for pointing out the absurdity uh, of the positions there. Good gracious. Um, good. She has no real answer for it. By the way, um, emailing with a listener right now, and, and I, I, I forgot to point this out earlier... Uh, you know, a, a major law firm in New York has now suspended its or rescinded its offers to hire two students who participated in uh, the pro-Palestinian letters that were released by, on college campuses. And here in Georgia, an Emory professor has been suspended. Uh, you know, the metro Atlanta area has a large Jewish population. Many of them use Emory University. Uh, and this Emory University professor at the medical school, uh, this was what she wrote. They have walls. We have gliders. Emory has placed her on, le on leave, um, expressing sentiment in, in favor of Hamas, using the gliders to sail into Israel to chop off the heads of babies. And she's like, I don't know what I said that could have gotten me suspended. There you have it, folks. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.